Well, we're about done with August. Today is, I know, isn't that so cool? Today is the 30th of August. It's Tuesday. We're one almost done. One, one more day. One more day. One more day. No doubt about September. it. September. September. You can tell fall a little bit in the air, can't you? What? Let me ask you this. Okay, fall doesn't start until September 22nd. Okay. Okay. But people are already decorating for fall. No, for Christmas. Well, well I mean, in stores, in stores, you're seeing Christmas in stores already. You know, here's what I think, and, and I could be wrong, which uh, once in a while, believe. once that, in a while, I know when you do it, it's yeah, a shock. It is to it, my it, system. Yeah, it is. It's just you just don't know, <laughs> and uh, it's, I'm going to move you up here because. <clears throat> People can't. People you, won't know your name. It's you like want, Cheers. Do you want me to new, move? I no, can move. No, no, no. You you're you're perfect. No, you're perfect. <laughs> you're perfect. Here's the thing. Here, here's what I wonder: Are people that miserable in life that they've got to change their decorations to have something to look forward to for Christmas already? People are decorating for Christmas, and it's like. Is is it the fact is that people are just that miserable and they just have to have something to look forward to? Or they just simply would like, like we do, our goal this year is to have all our shopping done and Christmas set up by Thanksgiving Day. It'll never happen. I know you. Well, I know you. You're... Have, have, have some faith. I know you. What You're, is faith? You, it's a substance, yeah, of, substance of hope. Not yet. Saying. Yeah. You, but let me tell you what my, my one, one of my teachers in grad school taught me. And it's up here in this corner of the building. It's a, he, he put it in the right corner of the ceiling. It's risk. Risk is the, is the probability that the expected outcome will not occur. <laughs> and that's what risk is. That's what risk means. That's what risk means. And so here's what's amazing about John and Cynthia Sandy. Oh, what I love so much. Oh yeah. About see him. that's sarcastic. No, no, folks, no, just want you no know. it's not. It's not. I'm telling you because I love you all with all my heart. <laughs> here's what's amazing. I remember a couple of years ago or a few years ago, Michelle wanted this. Uh, their daughter wanted this top of the line thing that you couldn't get. And it's like they were sold out of everything, and I and so John John calls me. He's shopping somewhere, and or shoplifting somewhere. I don't know <laughs> if he were shopping or shoplifting. So anyway, he's shopping him and Cynthia, and they found the thing that you could not find anywhere. They found one and we, bought we it for. Did. And this we was did. like Christmas Eve. It was Christmas Eve, and you found it. It's like. And and I think that year you also put your tree up. I think we the day did. Bef- the day before Christmas. I think, I yeah. think we did. I know more about you than you think. That's it. sad. Yeah. I, mean, I just put that. And, uh, and and so you know, but it's pretty. <laughs> knowing John and Cynthia and how frugal they are, they waited to the last day of the last hour to get that Christmas tree because they wanted oh, it that's marked a story. down. Now, marked the, down. That was a story. <laughs> <laughs> that was a but you know if you do you remember the story where we were able to bless someone because of it is that the ones you took their tree out and you brought the smaller end to their oh, house is Lord, that how that worked Lord, Lord. how was that you blessed we, somebody we, how did you we, do that we went to lowe's and we hadn't gotten a tree yet which is not that uncommon <laughs> it's not it really, and there wasn't much to look at but here's the thing <laughs> they still had on these podiums an example of each tree live trees an example of what they sold. So you know those are going to be the nice ones, right? right? They still had those display ones. 
So I went inside and asked them about it. And not only that, they were reduced down like maybe half. So we got this absolutely gorgeous tree, triangle-shaped, green, half price. We're, we're, we're experiencing joy. Yes. The Christmas season. And this is what day now? Uh, I, it was probably a week or so before Christmas. Okay. And uh, there was nothing much left, left whether you go look at them, you know. And uh, this family walks up, and they're wanting that same tree. And they told me it's taken. I just felt like God worked with me. And I said, honey, this is what I want to do. We'll make sure that we were clear, and I didn't pay for it when I got home. You know, bless, bless doing God's will, but when you get home, pay for it. That kind of thing. Are you talking about, like, the look? <laughs> no, just the fact that I gave Or the I cold shoulder. I was getting ready to. Oh, it's both. The thin lips. There's everything. I'll say to her, honey, you all right? She goes, mm-hmm. One of those things. <laughs> I'm fine. Why even yeah. ask? Well, you, you're hoping. You're still holding out. <laughs> You've you're, been married long enough. You're, you're know, at the, you're at the don't ask. Of, you're at the end of the row, but you're holding out. Just you know. Um, so I, you know, I went over with her, and she was fine. And so we went in and um, said, "Hey, I want you guys to have this tree." Are you serious? Yeah, I want you guys to have it. And but you um, have to buy mine. God bless. So they got theirs, and then we got. There was another one on display. It was smaller, but we got it. So we were fine. We were fine. But um, just felt like that's what we were supposed to do. Oh, man. Do I Did you sp- buy the tree, too? <clears throat> you know, I should have, shouldn't I? No, I didn't buy it. You just the- gave it to them. I just said you can have it, you know, and they yeah. had the kids with them and stuff, and they were just thrilled. Did um, we was able to bless them in the name of Jesus. That kind of thing. It was just really a neat experience. Now, the ceilings in your home are 12 foot or 15? Well, nine, nine foot ceilings, but where we put our tree is in the foyer, and it has a stairwell, so you're going up uh, uh, 17 feet. And it's beside of where uh, uh, the butler sits. Oh, he sits everywhere. Yeah, but the butler. And you can always tell where he did sit. Oh, really? Well, the hair, yeah. I can, oh, I can believe it. <laughs> I can believe that. No oh, doubt. I got a story for you. What's that? <clears throat> I guess this tells a little about the condition of our heart, John. It just broke my heart, but I was so thrilled with the outcome. There was a gentleman driving down the road, and all of a sudden he saw something black in the road, and the cars were straddling it and going by, right? Yeah. He thought it was a box. What he found out was it was a kitten. Oh, wow. And he said no one was stopping. And then he found out when he stopped and put on his hazard light, people got upset with him and everything. And he said, no one stopped. He got out and found out that the kitten had been glued to the road. Glued to the road? You know how they're doing these things now where they protest and they glue their hands to things? You've seen this? No. Oh, yeah. They go into these big museums, these big art galleries. And, of course, they're either like the Mona Lisa is, is behind glass now because of what happened in the past. And other paintings have glass over them. And they're gluing themselves to these as protests, whether it be environment or whatever goofy thing they got going. And they glue their hands. Oh, like they'll glue their seat to a bench or somewhere where they're protesting. Really? Yeah, they do. This is the thing now. Well, someone evidently took this little precious kitten oh. and glued his paws to the road, John. And they, he was he was shaking and scared. And he got out and got some goo gone. Uh, and got him, he got him out and had to remove him from the road and took him home and he had, he showed a picture of him with his kitten. He said, I have I now have a kitten, he gave me his name. I'm telling you, John, he he could not believe that we that people would do that and that people would not even stop that poor little kitten. That happened um 
and John, John Christopher, our son, and I, we, we, I'm just going to mention this, but it's really tough to, we, we went to the beach. We always do a beach trip. Yeah, uh, but every other week. No, this is like before Christmas. So uh, like, before everything. Yeah. So, you know, like we've got a beach trip scheduled for this. We'll see. You know, for the, sure. actually the, here's the thing. <laughs> and I told JD, uh, JD Weitzel at, uh, at Gasway the other day, I said, I got to tell you something that's really exciting. I'm going to be gone the week before Christmas. So I don't have to be in the Christmas play or any of that. I can be gone from that. But you do such a great job. Oh, so anyway, we're we're in um, we're driving through Charlotte, and this is coming back from the beach, and it's like it's gridlock, flying through there like crazy, and so um, we have three cars. We have I think there's I think there's maybe just two cars that year, and um, so. I look down in the road like when I'm going by because I'm driving. It's like view like that fast. Yeah, right. And there was a there was a kitten in the road. Oh, John. And it was alive. Oh, and John saw it too, but we were past it before you know. And and so you mentioned that to my son, and I mean he just like can't talk about it. It's and hard. you know because uh, because of that because we have cats. Uh, you know they have one. We have one. And oh, they and, have one also. Yeah. And uh, so that's that's just uh, and he's like spoiled. He's like a kid. It's like they don't even leave him overnight. It's like they'll drive up from Lexington. I don't know what they're going to do when we go to Florida. uh, And you're totally totally the opposite with Tebow. I love Tebow. He's my buddy. You do. But he's my buddy. As long as he doesn't need any inconvenience or anything like that. Well, here's Tebow. Here's Tebow in my relationship. I mean, what you told me about him. Yeah, like he, um, like I was brushing my teeth and combing my hair this morning. He's rubbing up against me, and I pick him up and I hold him, and and uh, then you know he goes downstairs. But he's got this new thing going on that uh, I don't know. This is something that's very unusual. Like he's kicking his litter out of the box, and I got to clean like, it up. Like like when he's like yeah. he's covering it. Yeah, but he's kicking it out of the box and, and it's getting on the floor. And uh, that's a new thing. I don't know why he's doing that. So he must be in rebellion about something. But I'm not doing anything any different. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think they pick up stuff. Like whenever they, you know, when your heart is hard about something. and, and I guess. That. But you know what? He's, he's, <laughs> he literally is like, uh, he knows submission because he will sit at the master's feet. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> he does. I'm telling you, when I'm working in the office, you know where he is? Under my feet. He sits there. Oh. Uh, he's just, uh, or he's sleeping somewhere. I've never seen a cat sleep so much in all my life. I bet they're up all night, though, while you're sleeping. I guess. I don't know. I've been going to bed early. Michelle will take Milo, our dog, and she will give him a treat. And he has to go through the routine, sit, shake hands. And then she lays it in front of him and prays over it. Yeah, and Cynthia does that too. She, that's what I'm saying. She does that. She she'll pray and he's looking at it. And she's <laughs> praying. Amen. She'll say amen, and he'll pick it up and run with it. Isn't that amazing? I say, really, Mister Sonny? Really? You're gonna yeah. go through all that over a treat? Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, we hope you're having a great day today. I almost did something last night. I almost did something. I had Lindsay redesign some graphics, mm-hmm. and it's called "How Was Your Day." It's called okay. it's, enti- it's called "How Was Your Day." Okay, it's going to be a new podcast that I'm going to start doing at 11 p.m. 
Hey, how was your day? How how was your day? Hi, how you day? How you day? <laughs> how was your day? 11 p.m. taking phone calls. No. Yes, I'll be taking phone calls. John, you're not you uh, don't even answer your phone. I'm going to be taking after phone calls. Eight. I'll be taking phone calls. Well, I've tried to spend time with my wife, so I well, you're a pastor. You don't you can't do that. Uh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> so, it's a new podcast where we'll talk about a subject play a video what's the uh what's the logo look like? what's the logo look like mm-hmm. you know i'm a great i'm a visual person i like the i don't have it set up here yet i have to did show Lindsay you do it for you i oh yeah i almost did it last night but i got sleepy <laughs> so i let's see you got john uh, you gotta have a vision i do have a vision <laughs> i have a vision it's like uh so here's the i don't know let's see here how was your day? So that's what it looks like. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and so how was your day? And so basically what we'll be doing is we'll be talking about your how day. you did that day. <laughs> how you did that day. Now, you did know, you that, have, could, that could go different directions. Did you have a rough day? How did you How did you uh, you do that day? Did you sin a lot? Did you somebody upset you and this like is a, how you reacted? Is this like a counseling session? Well, it could turn out to that. <laughs> it sure could. It, it could because we'll we'll be taking phone calls and uh, and also you know doing it for about an hour or however long the Lord leads. And so, what here's what started this is I posted something one night when the revival was going on. I posted something probably about eleven thirty, twelve o'clock one night. I was uh, really in an edit mode, and so I was editing something about it, <laughs> and I posted it, and then I checked it before I went to bed. And it was like within a half hour, there was 40 views. Whoa. Yeah, like 1130, That's 12 a, o'clock at night. Well, you and, and I know that when the enemy fights people, he fights them in the evening, mm-hmm. at night. And so <clears throat> I thought, you know, if we can maybe come down here and just spend about an hour and uh, wow. spend time with each other and you hope taking phone calls. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could. yeah, you may open a floodgate there, John. But, you know, the thing about it is, you know, that's, isn't that what it's all about? Yeah, it really, it really Meeting is. Meeting people where they are? Well, it's like me and my Facebook stuff. I started selling uh, Facebook yard sale stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it ended up being something totally different than I thought. Right. There were times that I made money uh, from things we had given to us or left over. And, uh, but then it ended up being almost like a ministry. I started praying with people that picked up their stuff. You know how people just readily open up about their problems. Yeah, lot, without you asking. Oh, yeah, they go right into it. <clears throat> and uh, then I get to pray with them and witness to them, and a lot of times just give them the product. Just give it to them. Like the other day a guy uh, called me and was wanting to – I had a brand-new basketball rim and net and the, 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 the tools that came with it. And never did end up using it. It was for Jonathan many years ago, and I had this brand-new rim, so I thought, oh, let's get rid of it. And I wasn't asking much at all. And uh, this gentleman was coming, and – and I just felt like I heard something wonderful in his voice. And I said, well, sir, I said, I tell you what, you just come and pick it up. No calls. They'll help pay for your gas to get here. And I said, God bless you. You know, folks, always, always attach Jesus to what you're doing. Otherwise, you're just doing good moral things. But if you add Jesus' name to it, now you're taking it to a different level. That's true. It is. So I uh, said, God bless you. And his response was, God bless you. And you could tell he was really, it wasn't a big deal, but he was still very appreciative 
Right. And he was doing it for his backyard or something. And he came to the house and still tried to give us the money. And Cynthia said, no. She said, you take it. God bless you. And he said, well, you, God bless you again. He said, so you never know when you might do some little thing that That's people, it. that restores people's faith in humanity. Yeah. Because we're seeing a lot of stuff, John. This thing that's out there, and they have a name for it. I forget what they call it. Where you come up by behind somebody and you hit them in the head. This is big right now. It's, it's, it's all over the country. And they're taking elderly people, older people, people just walking Asian. They love to attack Asian people. And they're just walking. up. And what they do is they come right behind you, and they take their fist, and they hit you in the temple, and it knocks you out. And they're just down. It was down, and they showed on TV, and it's hard to watch because all you know, there's cameras everywhere anymore, right? Yeah, and they're just knocking them out and beating up people, uh, and uh, just walking on. They just do that, it, just just for the kicks. Yeah, shoot, you just do me that kick. way, you liable to get shot. Yeah, yeah, you you you, <laughs> you pack. <laughs> I do pack. Yeah, I yeah. I go get it right now. You want to see it? <laughs> it's like Lord have mercy. But I had that, somebody I had yeah. somebody shoot me with an airsoft gun oh, going my. down the road here one day. And you know, I pray every time I run now over yeah. that. Oh, man, I tell you, it, it was a good thing I didn't have my gun that day. Somebody had a blowed out tire. I'm telling man. you, what's right? Because you you got to stop them so you, you can witness to them. You think Well, yeah, you can't do it unless you stop them. you got to stop them. So you gotta, if you're going to preach to them, you got to shoot their tires out. In Jesus' name, of God's course. in guns. God's in guns. Absolutely, <laughs> no doubt. The uh, that's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world. That's not so. It could get seriously hurt. Absolutely. So they're popping people in the head. Yeah, there's a name for it. Uh, I'm so sorry, I can't remember what they call, it, but it's a it's just a fad thing. Um, carjackings. They're finding kids as young as 11 and younger carjacking cars. Really? Uh, yeah, that's a, it's just. In fact, there's a there's a ad, there's a YouTube thing. I don't know if it's still on there or not. Where a guy shows you how to uh, steal cars, and so kids are going out, and of course you see where they're doing these mob uh, uh, stealings in stores. Up to 100 people will just rush a store and just ransack the whole thing. And really? Well, yeah, that's that's big right now too. So, so we just need a lot of prayer. Our country. Um, one woman, she was a gold star mom of one of these 13 that died in Afghanistan over that bombing at the end. Right. Soldiers. And all she said was, the president said to me, I can understand if you're angry. She said, folks, she said, this didn't have to happen to my son. This did not have to happen. She said, we're, we've, we've, we've gone off the trail. We've gone off the tracks. This country has. And we've got to get back on. We're off. Our country is headed in the wrong direction. And um, so the, the, there's a heart cry out there for our country. And so pray for your country. Pray for your president. Pray for everybody and ask God to. What I pray, John, is, Lord, if uh, I pray that you'll save them. I don't want anybody to miss heaven. And mm -hmm. I pray they'll do your will. And if they will not, would you please take them out? They're destroying this nation. They are literally. De our border situation right now. John, you got you got to be careful. See. I mean, I've only got one YouTube left. Oh, that's right. Okay, I'll <laughs> I mean, stop you right gotta there. stop. <clears throat> I mean, you really do. Yeah, I'm just a danger. But uh, you know, the the thought process is is I've got this song that I that I wrote for years ago. He's talking about stealing cars. You know, George Jones did a song. She thinks I still care. She thinks I still care. 
Well, I re- I realigned that to mm-hmm. she thinks I steal cars. Yeah, it works like oh, that. Oh, like yeah, you like it? Yeah. Hopefully, I'll have that one recorded real soon. Well, John Sandy, you've written it and everything, right? Uh, but yeah, but some of it. And you got your happy song. Got the happy song that's and odd. another that's, song. That's a great song. Lindsay and I wrote another song together uh, not oh, long ago. Yeah. It's really southern. Oh, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, it's so uh, southern. Oh, it's when I record it, that, it's, it's going to have it's steel sticky. guitar and oh, Lord. picking Alan Jackson <clears throat> style. I mean, yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, John. It's going to be good. It's, 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 so, so it's going to be sticky. It's so southern. Absolutely. John Sandy's on part four of Don't Share Your Brain. And I believe this is the part. Like, this may be the last part. So The last part? Yep. What's, what's your subject <clears throat> next week in Gasway? I've got it. Uh, well, I think I'm still finishing the last part there on Sunday. I think. So there's a part so, five? Well, in that case, you know how to. <laughs> well, John. All you, right, I'm confused. <laughs> All right, so you're on the last part on the podcast, but you got one more in Gasway. Yeah, because I care. You care? <laughs> it, it makes no I sense. I still care. Still cars. <laughs> still cars. <laughs> Well, I'm going to well, go wake Cynthia up because we're going to tutor. Yeah, you got things to do. I do. Uh, well, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> you got a busy day? Oh, boy. Really? You don't know. Is it, a, is it a fly day also? No, it's raining. Can't you hear it? Yeah. It's raining right I now. I thought on a cold day it was better. It's raining. You can't fly when it's raining. You can't? Well, I mean, not the kind of plane I fly. You can't see because the visibility goes down to... <laughs> not much here's not what's much. really strange i was supposed to fly on on saturday morning mm-hmm. well saturday at noon i had scheduled two hours and so i was going to fly because i'm finishing up this license thing and so i'm flying with a, another pilot and so i called flight services which is the your weather people and they told me that it was going to be socked in at with a ceiling of 400 feet until 4 p.m. So it was going to be like, I mean, it's going to be cloudy all day on Saturday. Okay. And um, so I was supposed to fly at noon. At noon, the sun comes out in Putnam County. And, I mean, and there's not hardly a cloud in the sky. Yes. It's like they really missed it. So and you did, did you fly? Not on Saturday. Not like I was supposed to. Because <coughs> uh, you, you stopped because of the weather. Yep. And then you find out. Yeah, that it was. It would have been a good day. Oh, it would have been a great day. <coughs> I've had days like that. I flew yesterday. Going to fly tomorrow, and uh, getting ready, getting ready, getting ready today, getting ready Moving today. Tomorrow, that song. That, no, who the Dowlings do that? Getting ready today. I don't know who did that. I have to think about it, but it's it's, uh, it's definitely Southern gospel. So I figure you know. I do. Oh, by the way, I do a Southern gospel show. That's there's a right. bunch. Of, there's a bunch of them on our YouTube. I mean, not YouTube, but on our uh, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcast. Uh, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, you can go to all those networks and be able to listen to Southern Gospel. And it's very well done. You'll, if you know oh. Southern Gospel Music, John does an awesome job with it. Oh, and, um, and so enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. It's free. Yeah, free. Free. And we all love free. Absolutely, yeah. You've always told me that if you can get something that's free if you can run fast enough. If you run fast enough, I guarantee it's free. <laughs> You gotta run real. What fast. a witness you are, John! Well, I just trying to you be a blessing. Just, <laughs> just trying to be a blessing. <laughs> All right, folks. All right, Cynthia, I'm on my way. Good morning. This is the John John Show. You want me to bring you anything? Uh, I usually don't, so why bother? Okay. Fine. You tell me how good it was, though. That's all I hear. <laughs> and you have little crumbs on the corner of your mouth, <laughs> and you're still eating part of it when you sit down. That's a song. 
Is there a, Cru- no? I, I just got a, oh. I, I just felt it. Crumbs on <laughs> crumbs on the corner of your mouth. God. Yeah. I, I, I don't even want to go there with that one. <coughs> yeah, you, you work on it, John. You yeah. work on it. All right, I'll be right. <laughs> corner of your mouth. Ooh, that's the that's that's as good as it gets. <laughs> good morning, everybody. I want to let you know, I do have a podcast entitled Growing With God, if you want to check it out. We have well over 120 messages on there. And even if you see the same topic twice, uh, it's amazing how different they can be when I reteach something in different places. So you may want to check them both out. Wonderful things. I'm going to do something a little different today. I'm going to concentrate more on my notable quotables than actual message because there's not much there to left to share. So let's do that right now. First of all, one of our notable quotables for today, little things God gives me. God has already downloaded every app into your spirit that you will ever need as a believer. <laughs> God has already downloaded every app into your spirit that you will ever need as a believer. Um, God, when you get saved, you get the same spirit they're raising from the dead. Colossians 1, 21 and 22 tells us that we are the righteousness of God. Amen. So if you're going through something, folks, where you have a need and you're praying, you're thinking, well, God's not going to hear me because I did this or that went wrong. Folks, repent. You are the righteousness of God. You're not going to earn your salvation. Do you know he saved you the way you are? Now, he wants you to change. He wants you to grow. But he saved you the way you came to him. Isn't that awesome? You are his righteousness. And uh, so you be encouraged that if you're trusting for God, you stand on Colossians. Read it to yourself and review it and meditate on it. And remember that God hears your prayers and God wants the best for you. So you just trust him and don't you let the devil steal from you. All right? Okay. Uh, Also, I have a notable quotable. I have notable nuggets and notable quotables. This is a notable nugget that from someone else, but I wanted to share it and give some scripture reference. So our notable quotable is from Ephesians 2.8. I'm using the New King James Version. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And that's significant, folks, because we... You know, we tend to take credit for things, don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, God has offered us a great grace and has asked of us a small amount of faith. Have you thought about that? God has given us a great grace. We are saved by grace through faith. You're not saved by grace by itself, and you're not saved by faith by itself. You are saved by grace through faith. And so here God gives you a great grace, but in turn, all he asks for is a little bit of faith. Remember? grain of a mustard seed. Do you know that each believer has the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead? You know, the one that now lives in you as a believer? Folks, when he told us to come together, and I'm going to use a scripture reference for you here, uh, this is significant because you and I have the same identical spirit. You think, well, I've got a different personality. I look different in the mirror. I went through this. I went through that, blah, blah, blah. But inside, when you got saved, you receive the same spirit that I have. That's why we can come to oneness. People say, how is this world ever going to come to oneness? How is the church ever going to come to oneness? Look how different we are. We have all these different beliefs, all these religions. How in the world? Well, your spirit, you and someone else's spirit can link up and 
speak over things and pray over things and believe over things as one spirit. Isn't that exciting? With that said, it becomes evident that together we would have greater authority as in Matthew 18, 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Amen. Good reference. Take note that the opposite is true also. If you are offended with each other or find reason to have unforgiveness, then God cannot be in the midst of us as we join together. We can find no place to rest. Folks, the opposite is true. If God gives you his blessing, if you do the opposite, you will lose that blessing. So here we are. We're in church together, and Sally over here is just all for God, and she's been faithful, and God is working through her, ministering through her. The gifts are in operation, and God has her to bless someone else. And between the two of them, God's just doing wonderful things. But as, here I'm speaking as a church as a whole. Do you want your church to come to oneness? Do you want your church to be on the same page? Then you're going to have to get things out of your heart. You're going to have to get unforgiveness out of your heart, and you're going to have to have faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. So, if you're saved just by grace, you're saved by something God did, and you need to match up with that. No, if you're saved just by faith, then you have all these personal things that you have to do to match up with God. And it takes responsibility out of your hands. You just walk by faith, and you don't have to be accountable to God because you didn't receive anything from him, which is grace. So we need grace and faith to work together for good. So without faith, it's impossible to please him. So if you don't have faith, it's kind of hard to come together as one. If you have an odd against someone, it may not be anybody in that church. You're not, God's not going to be able to forgive you. This is serious stuff, isn't it? And we've got to resist this stuff. We've got to. So here's Sally and her friend. They're having a great time in church, and God's using them, and the gifts are flowing between them. But I'm talking about as a body, as believers. There's, it's, you're not going to come to oneness as a body unless you, everybody in the church gets like Sally. <clears throat> God's using Sally. God's blessing Sally. God's uh, helping her to help other people, and the gifts are flowing. But as a whole, as a body, we're not together. We're all going to have to get on the same page with Sally and so that the same spirit that raised us from the dead that's in all of us can now come together. Because if you're battling with offense or if you don't have, operate in faith, then your spirit can't align with someone else's spirit. Think about that. Romans eight eleven. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, that's what I was telling you about. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That's exciting, isn't it? Think of the universe. We've got thousands, maybe millions of galaxies, not planets, not stars, galaxies. They believe that our universe is ever expanding, getting bigger and bigger. And then you look at the body, how wonderfully and fearfully we're made the things our body can do. And that is the God that created all that lives in you. That's why you can do amazing things. And I may have mentioned it here, at least at church. Do you know it's better for you to have the Holy Spirit in you than Jesus standing next to you? You say, oh my goodness, that's blasphemy. How could you say that? No, Jesus said that, not me. He said, it's expedient that I go so that I can send the Holy Spirit. And you may even do greater things than me. 
So Jesus knows that if we get saved and we invite the Spirit into our life and we're saved and we have that same Spirit that raised him from the dead, we have now the authority. He said, as I am, so are you in this world. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God not only wants us to prepare for heaven, he wants us to take heaven with us here. It's just like money. When you when you let God have your money, he uses it to bless others and help others. You're storing up treasures in heaven. So the way you operate with your finances determines on some of your blessings that are waiting you in heaven. And I'm like some people say, and I agree with this, if you don't have faith to give your money, it's going to have, you're going to have a hard time having faith for other things. It's just like believing for someone. You see someone with a disease and you want them to be whole and you pray for them. You're doing the right thing. But let me just put this in here. Do you have the faith to believe for the healing of a cold? See, you need to start. That's why I share sometimes when I run that I, I'll have a pain in my foot or leg or hip, and I'll just sometimes stomp my foot, and I say, I rebuke it. I don't accept it in the name of Jesus. And before you know it, I'm running. I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm not even thinking about it anymore. I don't feel a thing. I'm practicing for heaven, and I'm building my faith. Because I'm starting where my faith is and exercising it and building it. So if you want to believe for someone with cancer or disease, that's awesome. You do that. You go for it. But remember, is your faith stressed to that point? As I mentioned before, I knew someone who's seen five people raised from the dead. One with a toe tag, naked in a drawer for five hours, dead, and came back to life. And has a daughter now got married and has a daughter. God wants us to have that type of faith. But this person also made the point when they saw these five people raised, he said, look, folks, I've been doing this for 40, 50 years. He's been walking in faith and the faith is growing and he's seeing more and more works. So if you're going to believe for someone with cancer, go for it. It's awesome. Pray with faith, believing, but keep in mind that you need to grow in your faith. You need to practice your faith. You need to walk in your faith every day so that it can. Uh, our faith isn't getting bigger. It's getting purer. What happens is you're getting rid of unbelief. And then an interesting observation found in verse 8 and 10, verse 8 of chapter 8, verse 10 in the same chapter, in the same book, just before the one I just read to you. Here the word brings out the war that takes place between the flesh and the spirit of Christ. If you read that and continue on with verse 10, it will show you the battle that goes takes place. And it says, so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life. And that also the Spirit is life because of righteousness. And you are, as in Colossians 1, verse 21 and 22, you are the righteousness of God. Read that. I believe that I encourage you. It did me. Folks, the devil beats you to death over your past, things you've done, and struggles you have even right now. You think, well, God can never use me. I struggle. He wants you to get through those things. He wants you to have victory. He wants you to repent every time so that you're clear with him so he can use you. But keep in mind, you are still the righteousness of God.
It's awesome. Romans eight, Romans six, eight. Now, if you died with Christ, we believe that you shall also live with him. God gives us great hope. Folks, we've got a heaven awaiting us, but let's take heaven with us. Let's have heaven right here on earth. Let's operate in the spirit right here. Heaven is in spiritual realms. And we have, as I mentioned, we have three types of, of heavens. We have our earth heaven, like the skies and stars. We have the demonic heavens, and we have these God's heavens. We need to operate in a spiritual realm here on earth because that's where the war is at. Did he not tell us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood? The person that doesn't like you right now, the person that just talked about you and has, has done you wrong, they need you to walk in the spirit so they can see how you're supposed to act. That may convict them and draw them like salt. But you know what? You do not have the right to be offended, nor do you have the right to be offended with offense. Nor do you have a right to be offended because you were right. It doesn't matter, folks. If someone does you wrong and you're right and you didn't deserve it, I'm right there with you. But you do not have any right to be offended even if you had done it wrong. Being right doesn't give you a right to be offended. There's no place for sin, and that's what offense is. And it blocks our walk with God. Romans 6, 22, but now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. There it again. There it is again. Life with him spoken earlier in Romans 6, 8. We have, we will live with him one day. And now we go to uh, Romans 6, 22, where it says we will have everlasting life. God's gone to prepare a place for you folks. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the journey. Remember, if you're going through something tough, we have seasons in life. And you're going through a season. That season will end. I don't care how long it's been. It will end. One of the most godly women I've ever met in my life told me one day that it really helped her when she got the revelation that life is full of seasons. So you don't dwell in the same place forever. And one day, we're going to be set free. God may dwell in some of those in the room but be able to manifest among them. God wants to manifest himself in you. He wants to walk with you. Folks, before people can see God in you, they need to see him on you. That's what they're going to see first is what's on you. Do you walk around with a scowl? Do, is your tongue wagging? Do you make comments by people by preferencing it, preferencing it with like, God bless him. Did you hear about Sally? We need to pray for her. Did you hear what she did? Those are all evil, evil thoughts. And you need to have a pure heart. And you can only have a pure heart if you have pure faith. I had some Mormons dress a visit our house one day. And I didn't plan this at all. But what happened was when looking back, they come to see you. They usually come in threes. They come to see you. Well, when they came, I stepped outside and I stepped into the meeting, and I was the one leading it. I was going to them. Do you see that? I came out to them. They didn't come into me. I came out to them, and God helped me to uh, guide the conversation. I listened. They listened. They were absolutely wonderful. I talked to them, and it was all said and done. I said, guys, I said, not to offend you, but I do not elevate the book, the book of Mormons to the level you do. In fact, I know very little about the Book of Mormons. I know some about Joseph Smith. So I had a little background knowledge. But what I want to share with them was the this was basically it. <clears throat> who's, the, who's the one and only person that died for your sins and paid for your sins? 
Jesus. Who's the only one that suffered stripes on his back that you may be healed? Jesus. I know prophets, and I know evangelists, and I know apostles. But folks, it's the Bible that I take to the people. I don't take prophets to the people. I don't take uh, evangelists and, and apostles to people. I take Jesus to them. And the Mormons, they, they put so much emphasis on the Book of Mormons and Joseph Smith. That's their key. Folks, I am not called to take people to the religion I came from. I grew up in the Church of God, wonderful church. But my goal is not to get people to the Church of God. My people are to get people to Jesus and let God get them to the church God wants them. It may be there, maybe someplace else. We are not to go out and try to get people to our church. We are not to go out and get people to our prophet, our pastor, as wonderful as some of them may be. We are first and foremost called to get people to Jesus, to the Word of God, the love letters. And that's what I was trying to emphasize to these young men. Then I said, may I pray for you? And they said, sure. So I had a wonderful prayer with them. And then I said to you guys, it was hot. I said, you want something to drink? They said, absolutely, it'd be wonderful. So I was able to bless them in that way. And they said, you know, Mr. Sandy, there are people that we talk to that are ministers. They can be kind of harsh. I said, that's not right. I said, that's called pride. Folks, you do not have to defend the Bible or the Word of God. Just live it in front of them. Because sometimes what we're defending is our pride from what we acknowledge as something we identify with. I identify with the Bible, so when you attack the Bible, you attack me. And there's some truth in that. But my goal is not to get them to like me, but to like the Jesus in me, to want the Jesus in me. So we need to, we need to go after God, folks. That's what we need to do. We need to go after God and get people to Jesus so Jesus can save them. And then if the God wants to get them to a certain preacher, one of the fivefold ministries, apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, if God wants you them to get to them, that, that will come. And they need that. They need to be in a church. They need to be under authority, under pastor that's led of God. I'm not saying that at all. But our goal is not to get people first to our pastor, to our church, to our ways of thinking on everything. We want them to fall in love with Jesus by seeing him in us. Finishing up our topic, um, don't show your brain. Folks, you can let people into rooms in your heart or your mind, but Jesus needs every room. And that's his goal is to eventually, he'll touch it, put his finger on it. He'll eventually say, can I have that room? I really believe the scripture where it says he stands at the door and knocks. I believe he's talking to the believer. It's one thing to receive a wonderful word from someone else. It's entirely another thing to receive that same word by revelation. Folks, you can't go around just repeating. And I do it. I, I have uh, uh, noble quotables. I'm guilty. I love it. There's awesome stuff out there to share that people have experienced. That, that I'm not, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is there comes a time when you're going to stop quoting other people and you're going to get a revelation yourself. And that is when your life is radically going to be changed. Until we know our spirit, until we know in our spirit what is true and not true, until we have a knowing and our knowing, we will not have rest. Folks, rest, peace, joy, and the Holy Ghost, that all comes as a byproduct of walking with God, surrendering yourself, laying down your life for your friend. 
No greater love hath a man that they do that he would do that. Throughout the centuries, man has been called by God to conquer territory and to take back from the enemy that which belongs to God's people. Folks, that's never changed. God gave the early people and Moses and Elijah, uh, Joshua, he gave them territory, gave them Canaan. He gave them purpose. And examples like Joshua, he conquered Jericho. Gideon defeated the Midianites. Moses defeated Pharaoh of Egypt. By the way, he walked out of exile into Canaan, the promised land of God. And even Noah, whom God spared from destroying the earth by water, he gave him a new earth, a new land <coughs> for he and his family to dwell in, to inherit. Folks, we are called to take territory just like they did. It has not stopped. You defend your territory, then you move out from there and you expand your perimeters. How are you going to do that unless your faith is stronger? You have to have a stronger faith as you walk. How do you get a stronger faith? You get rid of unbelief. We've got to get rid of unbelief so that we can have a pure faith. Jesus talked many times about why he couldn't heal people. He says because of their unbelief. They may, but he was able to do some miracles, but not many. That's what he was there to do. Jesus did not decide, oh, I can't heal you. No, they were not able to receive. And that is where we get lost a lot of times in believing for healing or promises, uh, a companion, uh, where we're to live and locate, what we do for a living. So many times whenever we're seeking for these things, we think we're waiting on God to say, okay, you can have it. No, 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 no. God has done it all, folks, just like healing. He's done it all. It's all taken care of. By his stripes, he were healed. So when you want healing, you want to know God's will, folks, it's up to you. You will decide this day who you'll serve. You'll decide how deep to go, how much of your life you want to lay down for him and your friends. You will decide all these things. And I'm not saying that they're not other things that can affect why we are or are not healed. There, there's other factors. I don't want to simplify it too much, but I will tell you this, that as I mentioned, without faith, you can't please them. So we have to start with faith. You've got to let your faith grow. You've got to get rid of unbelief. And as you do that, nat- now listen to what I'm saying, God will naturally be able to pour into you all that he's already prepared for you. If he knew you and I before the foundation of time, if he knew you and I before we were in the womb, before we had a form, don't you think he has prepared you for a purpose and given you everything you need to accomplish it? So why aren't we seeing it? Why aren't more people healed? Why don't we find this? Why do people marry the wrong people? And it goes on and on. It's not Jesus. He's never the problem. We need to get where we walk before him and get close enough to him that we can hear his voice. He said, enter in that good and faithful servant. He's looking for people that are on a journey to put him first every single day, to seek him first, the kingdom of God. Still today, we are called by God to defeat the enemy, which is Satan, and take back what he has stolen. Folks, do you have things that haven't been returned to you yet? The devil owes you with interest. So why haven't we seen them? 
We're not walking with God, folks. Let's get real honest here. We are not walking with God. We're misinterpreting Scripture. We don't know Scripture. We have no testimony to go with Scripture in our life. Pull Scripture out. Find out there's something in there that you can relate to. I'm working on a project right now where it starts out with a thing called It's Personal. And what I do is before I get into the teaching, I share an example of how my life has lined up with what I'm getting ready to teach. I can't teach you something I don't know about. I can't teach you about a God that I don't really know yet. We we there's another little saying that I have: uh, Don't give God credit where credit is not due. The well-known speaker and author Joyce Myers said it very well in one of her first books, "The Battlefield of the Mind." Folks, you're you're fighting you're fighting a devil between your ears, and it's time for us to get up, put on the armor. If we took it off. Shame on you if you took it off, because you're going to need it at night probably more than any other time. But we have on the armor of God. He says, I'll have your rear guard. You just go do my will. That's basically what it's saying. You do my will. You put on the armor. You operate in all the forms that I've given you, and truth and revelation and salvation. Folks, we are to put on the mind of Christ. We are to put on the helmet of salvation. This is an act that you do. Everything you need in life, Even he says the desires of your heart. He said, if you seek him first, I'll do it. If you'll seek my will in my name, see, that's the key. Folks, we do everything in his name. Then he will operate in you in a way. Folks, you already have have a perfect spirit, so why aren't you seeing more things done? Because the flesh is in control. The flesh is ruling. Not the spirit. So the spirit is held back because you're, you know how people say to you, you need to come to your senses. No, we don't. That's the problem. We're operating in our senses. You need to operate in the spiritual realms. That's where we need to operate. Cold, it's, it's there that you will get a revelation of what's going on in front of you, and you'll dissect what's happening. You'll recognize the devil, his tactics, because it's all repetitive. And the God of the universe will operate through you and do greater things through you than even Jesus did. That's his words, folks, not mine. So the next time you think about giving someone a piece of your mind, you might want to reconsider you might not have it to spare. You may not have it. You've got to give God control of your thoughts. You've got to give him control of everything. But you've got to make that decision, folks. You can walk the same place you've been walking for 30, 40, 50 years as a Christian, or you can start to move up. You can start to let your faith grow because you've been obedient and you submitted your life to Christ and said his will be done, not mine. So I encourage you today, if you're sane, if you're lost, if you're backslidden, or if you're just not growing like you need to be, or you just want to recharge your battery, I got the prayer for all of us. And let's do it together. If you want to see God operate through his spirit, through your body, then you've got to have full control over your thoughts and mind. You've got to take every thought captive. That's good and bad so that you can evaluate everything. If you don't chew on something, you'll never know what it tastes like. So don't chew on the things that tempt you. When things come into your mind, rebuke them immediately, and you're free. But if you chew on it for a while and think about it, then you'll start to meditate on it. You'll start to daydream, and you know what happened next? You will start to imagine. The word yetzer in the Bible, the word mind means imagine. You'll start to imagine. Folks, you can imagine the things of God, and they can be manifest. Or you can manifest things that you've imagined that are not of God, and they can be manifest. 
You don't think the devil will bring things? I could tell you stories where the devil's put things in my path because he knew that was a weakness of mine. I mean, just right there in front of my face. Well, God wants to do the same thing, but you've got to give your life over. If you're not where you need to be today, if you're not growing, you're not seeing victory, if you're not laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover, I encourage you to give him a fresh look and give him an opportunity to let the spirit that he put in you as you got saved to reign over your five senses so that you can walk in the spirit. He said, as I am, so are you in this world, as I mentioned earlier. Folks, there's great stuff in you. I mean, you think about the way the body's made and all the galaxies we have. The same God that created all that is inside of you, just waiting to be released through faith to operate in the physical realms what God does in the spirit. Let's pray together in the name of Jesus. Lord, I give you full reign over my mind and my life. I give you permission to have your way in my life. Not my will anymore, Lord, but yours be done. I believe, Jesus, that you died for my sins, that you took back the keys of hell and death, and that you sit at the right hand of the Father doing his will. Even in heaven, Jesus, you don't do your will. So, Lord, may we not do our will so that we can reign with you on earth and in heaven. And I believe you're sitting at the right hand of the Father and interceding, and you prepared a place for me. And, Lord, I look forward to that day. And until then, Father, that will be done in my life on earth as it is in heaven. Release the gifts. Lord, release the spirit that's in me, Father, to reign over my body, that I don't go and, and, and move with the wind and the ways uh, that I am standing firm and standing. When you said do all you, when you've done all you know to do to stand, stand. Don't give up. Folks, whatever you claim, write this down. Whatever you claim today, never give it a date or a deadline. Never give it up until you leave this world. You just stand, it's God's word, it's mine, and you claim it, don't you ever back up. People try God. You don't try God. You don't give him a deadline. You submit and you give yourself totally unto him. In the name of Jesus, amen. So uh, may God bless you and help you. Love to hear from you. Hit like and share, please. It would help us greatly to get the word out. And a comment. Let us know what country state uh, you live in. Let us know um, if you prayed that prayer. If you have any questions or prayer requests or praise reports, please let us know. Absolutely. Great job, my brother. And we just um, ask that if you want to bless this ministry, give to this ministry, you can do that by texting the word PULSE to 1304-244-3187. Or you could go to our website thepulsechurch.com, give through PayPal, or mail your love gift to P.O. Box 141, Gasway, West Virginia, 26624. We pray you have a great day. We'll see you again tomorrow for the next edition of the Pulse WV Live.